There we go. Okay. All right, we're recording. So, all right, joining me now is a man who doesn't need any introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyway. Uh, two-time state champ, three-time NCAA All-American, national champion, all-around model All-American, Darian Cruz. What's up, buddy? How you doing back there? Good seeing you again, buddy. Yeah, good seeing you too, man. So, all right, I, I got to lead it off because I actually have to – like force myself to call you Darian instead of Toy. I, I get asked this a lot. So just to like get this out in the general public, where does Toy come from? That is funny, um, but that's so true. I mean, all my close buddies, uh, all my buddies call me Toy, and it's such a um, you know reference thing that you know was never really you know spoken about. So it is funny, um, but yeah, Toy's my middle name, and um, I remember just telling. At first, maybe when I was a freshman. Um, yeah, you know, you know, it's funny. My middle name is Toy. I think I would open every conversation with, "Hey, what's your middle name?" And then everyone tells me their middle name, and I'm like, "Oh, that's weird. Mine is mine's weird. I bet you can't guess it." <laughs> like, yeah, it's Toy, and they're like, "Yeah, I don't believe you." And I show my ID, and and then well, yeah, it stuck for a while. Um, and then everybody, just even now, even the younger guys on the team call me Toy. So it's funny um, that ended up sticking. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I just I get asked that anytime like conversation will come up, talking wrestling, whatever, and I'll say it. Like my own family is like, dude, where does that come from? Like, it's I swear to God, it's the kid's middle name. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, man. Um, we'll just kind of go start from the beginning. So obviously, you're a Lehigh Valley product. You know, born and raised. Um, Catasauqua originally, right? Yep, Catasauqua, Whitehall, um, and then Bethlehem Catholic high school so you know district 11 the lehigh valley really that and the whippeal the pittsburgh area like they're the two biggest areas two biggest districts in the country for wrestling you know just take us through walk us through what it was like growing up in an area like that you know in the lehigh valley where wrestling's religion you know what football is to texas wrestling is to the lehigh valley it's funny um i mean when you're growing up in it, it's not that big of a deal, right? It's just something you guys do every weekend. You know what I mean? Every, every weekend, everyone either goes to the club practice or, you know, little kids tournament. And it's just something you guys do. And then it, they really, I really got to appreciate it, appreciate it as I got older and really understand how, how big, you know, like you said, Pittsburgh and the Whitfield and the Lehigh Valley are, you know, the Pennsylvania. Um, you know, Hey, can you can you hear me? Because that you like yeah you like cut out there. Yeah. Hey, I can hear you now. So the last thing I heard you say was just that like when you were growing up and you didn't really think much of it, but you know when you got to got to college or got older, you started to appreciate it more. Yeah. So I was saying that um yeah the um I just remember like thinking those guys were rock stars. You know what I mean? Watching them side the mat. Um, my dad was a was a photographer slash like you know video guy, so I would go I would watch a lot of the high school matches um, even though I was, I was way too little, and I would watch those guys run out the music and everything and the crowd get all hype and you know whether those guys were you know actually good at wrestling or not, you know they loved <laughs> by everybody you know and it was so cool those guys were like you know it's funny I look back and like you know a lot of those high school guys weren't really that good you know compared to you and I but. I just remember, like, man, those guys were, were animals in my head. And, you know, like, like, it's part of the culture, you know? It's something you guys do since you're a little kid. You, you look up to kids. You know what I mean? It's different, like, I'm sure in Texas, where you look up to football players and basketball players. In the Lehigh Valley, you look up to wrestlers, and it's like, you know, it's a no-brainer why, you know, both Pittsburgh and, like, you know, Lehigh Valley are, you know, hotbeds for wrestling. Yeah. So you mentioned your dad, you know, obviously it's pretty well documented that you, your dad, your brother, Randy, you know, and maybe not as many people know, but like your cousin, Richie and your uncle and everything, you guys just, you know, you guys ran around together forever. So, you know, just talk a little bit about the impact that your relationship with your dad, with Randy, with your family, you know, the role that family played in your career. Yeah. I mean, um, 
and I'm sure you know every every solid wrestler can kind of say the same thing. Um, you know, with me specifically, you know, you always rolled around with uh, like you know a group of you know you had like a little team within a team. You know what I mean? So you were never really riding solo. You, like I like you said, I had my brother and I had my cousin. You know that uh, it was me, Randy, Richie, um, and in the beginning it was I had an older brother, Justice, who you know we all kept around. But you know as we got into as we got older into high school, it was just me, Randy, and Richie. And you know it's you know both on the mat and off the mat, you kind of have um, just a constant understanding of you know both like you know wrestling and you know what it means to, have, to be family. You know what I mean? So it, it never really turned off. You know, a lot of people, you know, go to um, <clears throat> go to this team and, you know, go to team practices and, you know, go there, come home. You know, we would go there and come home and then we still see each other. So some practices, you know, with us, wrestling around on the carpet, you know what I mean? Going over what we what we learned or, you know, just or just competing with each other on the carpet. You know, I, it's it's funny watching my brother, you know, be so, so tough in college. You know, he, he ended up becoming an All-American. When he still had tendencies of, you know, anyone that knows my brother, he's dangerous and top, you know. And I just remember coming back from practices when I was little, and he'd be throwing legs in on me on the carpet, and I'd be freaking out. <laughs> and I mean, I'm just, and he's just being a big brother, but just, you know, riding the dog out of me, you know, carpet burns all over the place, you know, fists are flying, and then it just transitions all the way through college where, you know, he's, he's such a burden on top, and I just know exactly, you know, what those kids are experiencing. You know, but that was that's something that like you know, like, you know, like like kind of like you said, it's a family thing, and um, you know, we it's cool that we got to take it, you know, past the mats. Yeah, hundred percent. And I the whole carpet thing, I feel that on such a real level, you know, because my dad, my my dad was one of my coaches, my <laughs> older brother, and like my brother was way bigger than me, so I didn't have to really wrestle him all that much. But the like living room battles, the carpet burns, it like, we wrestled start as battles, but then they just turn into wars dude we we wrestled more matches in bare feet and socks in the living room <laughs> than we ever did on rest of the mats oh, yeah. the pride was such a big thing you wrestled so hard <laughs> so you know you mentioned um going to bethlehem catholic obviously and you you lived through your career with kind of the rise of the becca program right Absolutely. you know obviously there have been some alum that have come that have come out of Becca, you know, Pat Santora, obviously, awesome. you know, is really the guy, but, you know, talk about how those Becca teams came to be, you know, because it was a well-known thing for people that weren't in the Valley, you know, don't really understand this, but it was a really well-known thing that you guys were always going to end up at Becca as a team. So talk a little bit about like how those teams came to be and, you know, what it was like kind of changing a program. I think, um, you know, that's a big, this is a big time. That's a big question, you know. Um, that's an awesome question because I don't know, honestly, if anybody really knows the true story, you know. And, it, and it's cool that, um, you know, I get, get to finally talk about it, you know, with no bias and, you know, whatnot. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's awesome. And it, uh, I'm surprised, you know, we haven't been asked this, you know, whatever, uh, sooner. But it's cool. So we, um, obviously, me, Richie, and Randy um, grew up together. And when you're in, like, a little kid, we all kind of lived separately. So, you know, me and Randy have different mothers, same dad. So, you know, he lived, I lived with my dad. He lived with his mom, Randy did. And then Richie's our cousin. So obviously mm -hmm. we live in you know, three different places. But when you're a little kid, you know, you can kind of go to the same um, club. You know what I mean? Same elementary school pretty much. So we all went to Caddy. And then when I, when my parents moved from Caddy to Whitehall, we all went to Whitehall. And then it got to the point where we all, have you know grew up going to the same school together um even though you know technically we didn't go to the same school so like i said because when you're a little kid it's not that big of a deal so but getting into high school was the biggest challenge we're like man our boys have been together their entire lives like are, are they about to go to three different schools you know because like i said obviously we don't you know all live in the same house you know my parents were like man what are we gonna do and, you know, we were just, they just weighed the options. And so let's, let's go to the Bethlehem Catholic. And obviously, you know, we have a well-known, at this point, you know, we've won PJWs. We've done all this kind of stuff. And, you know, we, we made a name for ourselves in the Lehigh Valley. You know, not, not even on purpose. You know, it's just something that we did. We trained to win and we won tournaments. And, you know, that's just, that, that just comes with it. 
So, you know, being enrolled in Becca, it, it caught wind. So at that point, you know, Ryan T- Tadora's decided to go to Becca. Yep. Ryan Tadora and his little brother, uh, Lily Tadora. Um, that was that was one person that, you know, like, oh, these kids are going to Becca. Let's, you know, let's go to Becca. They're from Emmaus. And then we had um, Elliot Riddick, who, like I said, was from Whitehall. And he grew up with us, you know. And and it's it's no surprise he ended up going to Becca as well. But it's no surprise. Um, my dad would would keep us around after pr- little kid practices at Whitehall, and all we would do mm-hmm. was sprints, push ups, and sit ups. Nothing nothing too intense. We wouldn't even do technique. Um, but it would just be extra work, you know. My dad was always, you know, he didn't he didn't know the most, but you know, he's like, I'll never let you guys lose on the guy who works harder than you, you know, or is stronger than you, or is in better shape than you. If they're technically more better than you, you know what I mean. Then you know, good, good for them. But that's what my right. dad didn't know any of the technique. You know, he knew just the hard work. So we would do that. And I remember, you know, Matt Bonchak, who actually ended up wrestling for Lehigh as well. Um, small world, <clears throat> but um, I remember mm-hmm. Jax would come and do those extra workouts. The Riddicks, you know, Elliot would come and do the extra workouts. Um, so yeah, we we built we built we established kind of um a little group there. So we ended up going to Becca. You know, Mr. Riddick was like, "Yep, um, you know, I want my kids to be involved in that as well." You know, then we got a, a dynasty going. But you know what's crazy is, as soon as we got to Becca, we didn't really do much. Like, I remember my freshman year, you know, they didn't even make it out of district. And they lost to Wilson, which probably wasn't, you know, that crazy of a team. But it was, we weren't that good. And then my next, and then my freshman year, so at this point, our brothers are sophomores. Elliot, Randy, Richie are all sophomores. Yep. Um, me and Tadora come in. And we're all right. We're We're good. But again, we don't even. I break my ankle at the end of the season. We don't make it out of districts again, you know. So we're 0 for two for this whole, this whole idea, and that and that and that just goes to show that it wasn't even about you know trying to dominate. It was about you know just going through a program where we could all wrestle together. And then after that year on is when we really took off, you know. After that year, we were so close, and you know, me not wrestling was literally the, could have been the deciding factor of us going to states or not. Um, after that year, you know, Zeke Moisey came on board because me and Zeke literally wrestled since we were five years old. We were always in the finals of, you know, every tournament. It's yeah. funny that, you know, we became best buddies. There's so many pictures of us, you know, in the finals of me and him. And, you know, we wrestled in college even too. And um, so, when, you know, on board, that's when people kind of started, you know, turning heads. And we got a lot of boos, you know, during districts and stuff like that. And even, even regionally. <laughs> it, just come, it just comes with it. That that my sophomore year is when we kind of took off, blew everybody out, and you know everybody's kind of upset about it. And um, you know it was just a place you know where we could all get together and, and just wrestle and just elevate the room, and and that's what we did. And you know that was the first time. If you look at that room and, and around that time period, you know, fast forward four or five years later, you really see that's the, the next group of guys that Bethlehem Catholic produced all Americans in college, national champs in college. Um, and it's, it's a no brainer, you know, only because we literally worked, we were wrestling against all Americans every day, you know, I mean, back in high school. So it was, it was cool. It was cool, you know, being kind of the yeah. start of that and you see it now and, you know, they're like what six or seven times state champs since. And it's awesome. You know, the kids are honored to be on that team and it's it's you know what I mean I remember I, I still go back in the room once in a while and you know help out as much as I can and you know the kids idolize you know the the fact that you, that you come in and work out with them and um you know it, it's it's an honor to to be on that team and it, it's cool it's cool being you know kind of the the wedge for that so you know you mentioned your freshman year, you're breaking your ankle, you know, and then your sophomore year, you, you ranked, I think, first in the country, and you lose to Jason Nolf in the semis, um, Nolf's freshman year at the state tournament, you know, and you junior and senior year, you you win state titles both both those years. So um, just for your individual career, kind of talk through the peaks and valleys of your career, you know, obviously as a 14, 15-year-old freshman breaking your ankle and end of the season, that's like, yeah. that's getting your heart ripped out, man. For sure. And then the next year, the Nolf loss. So we were just what you learned and, yeah, we were and such you know, a what great, that all was like. We were having such a great season at that point. And um, I think I, I, re- I remember I wrestled Zane that year, Rutherford, and all back and forth, 
Mm-hmm. Um, that summer, we wrestled back and forth. I beat him. Growing up, maybe like two or three years before that, we were little kids. And we wrestled at PJWs, and we went back and forth every other year, pretty much. Um, and I remember I beat, like, Joey McKenna and Vincenzo Joseph and, you know, all those guys at, like, uh, maybe years years to come. But I remember we had a tough schedule. And I, I was doing really good. I was ranked in the country. And I wrestled Zane had to escape the rock that year. I lost one nothing on riding time. Or not riding time. Uh, I couldn't get out on the bottom. And then, then you know, leading up to the district tournament, me and Randy, actually my brother, are working out. Um, maybe like a couple days before the last duel meet of the season, and then we roll right into districts. And we're wrestling, and we're getting chippy. And mm-hmm. I end up, we end up in a weird funk, and I break my ankle. And um, I remember just I was <sighs> so sad. I was apologizing to my coaches and. You know, as a you know, thirteen, fourteen year old kid, like, I remember my coaches hearing that, and they were like, you know, you're just, a, you know, what I mean, you're just a kid. You don't need to be apologizing to us. But I just remember, like, I was so upset I could not, you know, because all it was about was representing that program. You know what I mean? And that's how that's how much I I um I cared about the team. Is I you know I, to me I was I was letting them down because I couldn't perform for those guys. Um, but it was, you know, it was, it was all learning. Um, Zane ended up winning states that year. He beat, um, uh, who did he beat? Uh, uh, what's his name? He wrestled for a husband. Nick Roberts. Nick Roberts. RIP, Nick Roberts. Awesome guy. But Nick Roberts was a hammer. I remember. Yeah. State champ and Zane was just a freshman and we were watching that match and I said, you know what? I'm going to be there. Um, I'm going to win states. I, you know, I was very upset that I didn't get to, I was there in crutches. Um, but I remember, yeah, man, I was like, man, I was one point from being that state champ. Then, you know, then the next year comes, and again, I wrestle um, Jason Nolf in the semis. I remember that was one of the most matches I was nervous for. Because this is, you know, Jason Nolf, obviously, he is who he is now. Um, but back then, it was just he was some kid from, you know, Katanning who hadn't, he was undefeated. You know, I remember that. And I was like, mm-hmm. this kid undefeated i don't think i never thought he was that good and i just got me so nervous <laughs> it's you know people people are probably like man you should have been nervous but honestly i was like this kid's undefeated i don't think he wrestled anybody good anyway i go out there it goes i freeze up i don't do anything man Nolf's just a you know he's a hammer he's a really good wrestler and i lose him right out i couldn't hold him down and now it's like man i came short i fell short again um, so junior year comes around and, and that was, the, that was the big year that I took off. I think I ended up doing Fargo, um, that summer leading up to that, you know, high school season. And I really, really took off. You know, I remember I wrestled a bunch of guys, you know, like Chaz Tucker. Uh, he was just, he was a couple years younger than me. Um, and then, um, like Tomasello was in one of my brackets Joey Dance, Joey McKenna, you know, all those guys, my freestyle brackets. And um, I didn't know who they were at the time, so I'm just wrestling just to wrestle. Um, but it was it was cool coming to that next year because we wrestled Beast and Iron Man. I wrestled Chenzo in the finals of, you know, Beast and, um, you know, beat him up like 9-1 to one or 9 nothing. And, you know, it's funny seeing, seeing um, you know, him become as great of a wrestler as he, as he is. You know what I mean? And, um, that just shows you how, how awesome mm-hmm. that rally is. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a big year for me. That was a big summer for me. I made a big jump and then I think I was ranked number one in the country around that time. And then my senior came and yeah, man. So it, it all started somewhere. You know, I, I remember, like I said, I remember watching that state, that state championship where uh, my ankle was broken. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to try and, I want to try and be you know, the best wrestler I could be. So, you know, coming out of high school and everything, you're a little undersized, but, you know, you won everything under the sun and you had all, all kinds of options. What was it about Lehigh? You know, your your older brother Randy's there, obviously Bethlehem is home, you know, the Valley's home and everything. And one of the things that a lot of people don't understand is that, you know, the Lehigh Valley, again, is just this massive hotbed of wrestling at every level. And that there's so many storied high school programs with your Nazareths, your Bethlehem Catholics, your Parkland, Easton, Wilson, you know, um, Northampton. Like, you can just keep going down the line. And that every one of those fan bases is massive in and of itself, and they're all Lehigh fans, right? So, um, 
you know, what was it when you were making your decision? Why Lehigh? Why stay home? Um, you know, what what kind of pushed you to make that decision? Um, you know, you, you you kind of said something about it earlier. Uh, my brother had gone there, you know, and you know, I'm sure you can test this as well. But you know, Coach Santoro, still to this day, is one of my you know favorite people you know on this planet. It's and um, it's something that I almost can't even explain. You know what I mean? Something so hard. Um, he just, he just, he, he burrows himself in your heart, man. And, um, you ask anybody who's wrestled under coach Santoro or interacted with coach Santoro and, you know, it, it's self-explanatory. It, it's something, it's something that you ask anybody that's been under coach Santoro or has interacted with him and you mm-hmm. just, you, know, you just get it. You know what I mean? You just understand. And, um, I remember, um, I had went to church with him. I went to church with my brother and one of my coaches, Tommy Run, who had wrestled under coach Santoro. And Coach Pat was there, and he was, um, you know, he was just being himself. And I just remember, like, man, this guy is you know, such an awesome guy. Um, and like you said, you know, I was a little undersized, and he, you know, he didn't care. That's something that was awesome is, you know, he he didn't have all these crazy plans for me. He just knew I was going to be great. And, um, you know, as, as a kid who it was undersized, it was awesome to have that faith. You know, whether I believed him or not, it didn't matter. He was going to get me there, which was awesome. Yeah. You know, seeing, seeing it hindsight, you know, hindsight's all, obviously always 2020. Um, but I just remember thinking back, there's like, even in my head, I was like, there's no way I can, you know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't, even, I didn't even believe it. So, you know, to have a, to have a guy believe in you more than you, <laughs> you know, I, there's, there's not a lot of people like that. And, and, you know, it's, it's not cliche. It's not fake. And it's just, it's very genuine. And, um, you know, you can attest to that as well. And, um, you know, I, I picked I picked that because, you know, I went on my recruiting trip and, you know, you guys were all – the whole team environment was obviously a product of Coach Pat. And, um, you know, that was a team I wanted to be a part of. Um, you know, it, it's bigger than wrestling. It's always going to be bigger than wrestling. And um, it's going to be bigger than yourself. And I knew that that's where I could grow and become a better person and, um, more importantly, um, grow off the mat as much as on the mat. You know, that, that was the best place that I could do both. You know, he wants to build great men. You know, he wants to build athletes. Um, he wants to build, um, you know, scholars. <clears throat> but most importantly, like I said, he wants you to be the best version of yourself, the best man you can be. You know, so you know, when, you, when you go home to your wife, um, you can, you know, lay your head down on the pillow and, and, you know, sleep fine being the man you are. And that's um, something that Coach Pat is, you know, unbelievable at doing and, um, that was my, one of my biggest things, you know, as I, as I get older and older, it, it literally just keeps dawning on me <clears throat> that, um, you know, he, that was the reason why I went there. And, you know, as a kid, you know, probably why I really went there was because that one Lehigh Valley was right, right around the corner. You know, it was here. Um, I didn't, I, but I didn't really care if I wrestled, you know, elsewhere, you know, Oklahoma State, North Carolina State, um, you know, anywhere around the country, it didn't matter, um. I wanted to wrestle for, you know, Coach Pat and that team. And it just so happens that the Lehigh Valley is right here. And I knew um, that I could really, you know, be, be a star in the Lehigh Valley and, um, you know, make some noise. And, you know, having a lot of, lot of, lot of support is, is awesome as well. Yeah. So you come in as a true freshman. And, you know, you had a good season, but, like, not, you know, regular season. But nothing, nothing earth-shattering, right? You take third at EIWAs and you go to NCAAs, you, you draw Megalutus first round, you, you lose first round to Megalutus, you know. And at this point, and this is still one of my favorite stories, man. At this point, you got zero top 20 wins all year, right? <laughs> you rattle off four straight top 20 wins. You oh, beat a yeah. uh, kid from Air Force that was the four seed. Oh, so yeah. you beat four, four straight guys, and then you – win this completely insane uh, blunder round match with Terrell, which is still one of my, like, you know, because I was literally wrestling, you know, we're wrestling side by side. Oh, yeah. In, in, the, in the blood round. And one of the things I remember is I'm in the middle of my match, and I was winning, like, 2 nothing or something, you know, typical me, high scoring. <laughs> and, <laughs> dude, and I remember hearing your name get announced over the loudspeaker or like over the PA system, and I'm like, holy crap, he won. Right. And then the very next thought was, man, I better not screw this up. <laughs> oh, crap, I got to, so yeah. just talk a little bit, man, about 
about that weekend in Oklahoma City, you know, that and, and you know, again, another little bit of backstory for some for because very few people know this. Going into that national tournament, you know, that was the first year where the pretty much the entire roster was Coach Santoro's recruits, right? You know, things had really turned over, and we were super young. Um, we walked out with three All-Americans. Uh, Elliot, Elliot Riddick lost one nothing in the blood round. You know, a true freshman All-American and you, Mitchell Minotti, was a uh, redshirt freshman semifinalist. And I was a redshirt sophomore All-American, right? And Elliot was a redshirt freshman that lost in a round of 12. So people didn't – at the time, it was super up in the air, like, man – from the outside, what direction is this team going to go, you know, and um, we, you know, so just talk about that weekend in Oklahoma city and um, it was awesome. what clicked and just what that experience was like. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, quick lead up story. I remember, um, like you said, I was an undersized freshman. I weighed like 120, and I was like, and I was, and that was me pushing it. You know, I was, I was tiny, 121, 22. Um, I remember coach Dylan was, all over me just trying yeah to... dude we used to literally have to make you drink gatorade <laughs> we used to have to make you drink gatorade so you didn't weigh like 120 for lanes yeah. i vividly remember yeah. i don't remember what duel it was but we're standing in the locker room yeah. and you stepped on the scale and weighed like 121 and coach pat's like no go yeah. drink something you gotta at least weigh 24 yes and yeah. you're like no i don't want these like this is not like no you <laughs> no, it's not a joke man that's how it really went and um I remember the one time, a quick story, one time I came in weighing 118, I think this was like over the summer, 118 for like a summer workout, and this was like at 10 in the morning, finished by 12, got on the scale, weighed like 118, 119, and Brad's like, if you don't come back at 4 o'clock weighing 125, I'm going to make the whole team do sprints. <laughs> and I remember like I was... And I, was <laughs> I do remember this. I barely knew anybody on the freaking team, and I was like, oh my god, they're going to kill me. So then I, I go to the Goose with the two heavyweights. <laughs> you came with me, too. And I went with, like, maybe Nate was there as well. And like, we go, and, like, Doug and Max are just, like, feeding me sandwiches. And the Goose is an awesome place, you know, anybody that is around Bethlehem. <laughs> and I'm pounding water. And I'm literally, I bring, like, a big gallon of water to the scale and just trying to weigh up to 25. And I get up there finally. I get on the scale, weigh 25, ready to throw up. And Brad's like, all right, you did it. Now let's go run sprints. And I was like sit deathly sick the entire practice. It was, it was terrible, but um yeah I mean that that's how the season went, went pretty much and um we had a, we had a like you said we had a young team we were great we were we were excited you know we were fired up our dual team was actually awesome as well and like you said that young energy that we brought um you know I always came to compete um obviously undersized and our schedule was always so tough you know coach coach Pat did an awesome job of you know, getting us matched up with the best guys to get us ready, you know, and um, I remember my first, like, three dual meets, I uh, I lost to Petrov. That was, like, one of my biggest, you know, rivalries in in college. Kid from Bucknell. Um, yeah. Wrestler, you know, never all American. It was always so close. I could never beat that kid, and I remember losing to him my first, my opening dual meet at Lehigh, you know, um, I dropped that match. Mm-hmm. First home dual meet, I was, I was so sad. And then we wrestled, like, I wrestled, wrestled Pitt, and I lose, like, number seven, Zanetta, at the time. And he was a senior, and I was, like, just mm-hmm. getting hell whooped. And, I, and then I got my – and then I wrestled Penn State, and, you know, this goes, this is going to, you know, obviously lead up to the whole NCAA tournament. But, you know, the first time I wrestled Mega Lutus, he teched me in our home gym. Then I wrestled Gilman, I think, and I, I lose I, – I cradle him up, but just for a takedown. I ended up losing that match, too. And I had a bunch of losses. I think I was 0-4. I got my first win. You know, then the season rolls through. I wrestle, you know, Sean Garrett. <laughs> Get my freaking tail whooped, and you know it's crazy. Um, you know, seeing what those all those guys have you know amounted to. But we get to the NCAA tournament. I remember the draws come out. And, uh, I hear that I had the three seed first match. And I see who the three seed is, and it's Nico Megalutis, the first, the only person ever in my career to tech me. And not only did he tech me one time. In the duel meet, he teched me at Scuffle that same season. Um, so I just can never get away. Or it wasn't Scuffle, it was Midland at that time. So this is just some guy I can't get away from. The only guy to really whoop my butt all year in my life. And I have him again first round at the NCAA tournament, tournament in Oklahoma. So, I mean, we prepare as much as we can for it. 
you know, I'm excited to be out there. I remember I'm just, I'm just like a firecracker, you know, around the team, just ready to go. I go out there, I get the first takedown, thought I was the man. I'm like, you know what? I think I could do this. And I let him up thinking I was, I was a beast. And I go, I try it and, and cement mixer him. Um, big Lehigh Valley move there, but doesn't doesn't work out. End up on my back. Continue to get teched for the I think third <laughs> time of the season. You know, damn it, it happens. But you know, I get back. That wasn't <laughs> I was that mad about it. <laughs> At that point, I was like, whatever. But you know, I came back and I was like, all right, you know, time to be a wrestle back war. And it's funny that I think you and Nate, you know, were always poking fun of me because I was I I came back like. You know, we gotta be Wrestleback Warriors, and uh, I did, I was doing an interview. I, I I think I coined coined that phrase, you know, Wrestleback Warrior, and it was funny. Um, but you know, I grind. Yeah. I wrestled a bunch of top. You know, you were saying top twenty. I I think they were mostly like top ten even. These guys were good, and um, you know, I, yeah, for sure. And that's and that was something that you know, you know, Coach Pat helped me the entire way. My team helped me the entire way. You know, you guys. Um, like I said, it was a family. It was a family affair. So. It was something that, you know, we all just built off of. And, um, you know, Coach Coach Pat kept, kept me calm and ready to go. And um, Coach Dylan, you know, um, you know, couldn't have done more for me at the time just keeping me focused. And, you know, I rattled off a couple of big wins. And, um, you know, I'd keep winning, keep winning, keep winning. I think I dropped one to Joey Dance, you know, after I, you know, beat Terrell to be an All-American. Um, but at that point, you know, I, I'm already on the podium and, I'm just excited, and our, like you said, our team was so young, and we brought back three All Americans. Um, round of twelve guy, you know, every most, a lot, of, a lot of the guys were actually nationally ranked, which is sweet. Um, but you know, that that was just awesome, and just to roll through in the next season, um, you know, with that fire, um, you know, which is awesome. It, it just showed you the potential that we had at such a young age. Like you said, we had such a young team, and that, like you said, that was Coach Pat's real you know, full recruited lineup and just shows you, you know, you know, you know, where, where, where he's at and, you know, what he can do with, you know, with guys that are undersized, you know what I mean? And, and I had no business, I'm sure yeah. being there, you know, as a true freshman. And, um, you know, I see true freshmen now and I really admire the young guys that can ball out because, you know, it's, I remember being so nervous and so, you know, kind of like, like a baby you know, not knowing, especially nowadays, everyone's getting better, younger, but, you know, it was awesome, man, I, I was just pure energy and pure emotion, and, um, you know, sometimes you need that. So, you know, the next year, well, you redshirt the next year, then, you know, as a redshirt sophomore, um, losing the round of 12, uh, in overtime, you know, just talk a little bit about that, obviously, you know, and I mean, I get it, man. I freaking walked on the same mat and lost at the buzzer this very next bout. So, um, you know, just talk what that was like and, you know, obviously how how that helped in the long term, you know, what that taught you and what that pushed you to do. Oh, absolutely, man. Um, and, you know, you're there as well. And uh, it, was, it was crazy because I was actually just talking about this uh, with my family today uh over dinner and we were we were just talking and i remember just being i lost that kid i wrestled was uh ryan milhoff he was at oklahoma at the time and uh he's, he was good good wrestler mm -hmm. in season i majored him you know i i, I yeah. got in, in the dual meet and i go out and um i dropped i was the seventh seed that that season i was having an iron season uh really still really didn't believe in you know myself at the time and um you know i dropped that match you know I, well, I, I, match starts are all, starts off awesome. You know, I'm having an awesome match, like blood round match. I take him down in the last mm -hmm. 20 seconds of the first period. I'm up 2-0. Um, maybe it's like, you know, 10, 15 seconds of running time, which is sweet. You know, you're up 2-0 in a tight match like this. You're like, everything's golden. Then the second period comes comes around, and um, I ride him for a little bit. He gets out. You know, nothing, nothing. He's keeping it close. I'm maybe, maybe going to take, maybe almost going to take down. Keep wrestling. Third period comes around. I go down, and this is where the wheels kind of start falling off the wagon here. Um, so it's only it's two zero, mm -hmm. it's two one at this point going to the third period. I probably got like twenty thirty seconds of riding time, and I'm like, all right, all I gotta do is get out to win. All right, I get out, I win. We're wrestling. I get mat returned. You know, nothing crazy. We go out of bounds. I come back. Thirty seconds gone. I'm like, oh, okay, I just got to get out to win. 
you know, the next 30 seconds, we're in a big scramble. I'm almost out. I cut away and maybe grab grab a leg, you know, trying to get the reversal, get into a big scramble, go out of bounds again. And I'm like, uh-oh. You know, this is when I start freaking out mentally. I'm like, oh, <laughs> time, I didn't even get out. And he's probably got like 50 seconds riding time. You know, there's only like 45 seconds left maybe. And I'm like, this is becoming, this is becoming real. And I, I get ended up getting ridden out. And I'm like, all right, you know, I, this kid wasn't close to taking me down at all. So let's go win this match. Go out there, and we just get in this, you know, over under. You know, he's just slowing me down with an underhook. We get into this like, you know, light scramble where he just kind of ends up with both my ankles on the mat. And I'm sitting there, and I look over. I remember looking over at the coaches, and I was like, oh my gosh, I just let this match, you know, out of my hands. You know, I was, I was, I started off great, and you know, slowly the wheels fell off the wagon here. Um, and I just remember that, you know, you said this, you know, right leading up to this question. I remember, you know, this was definitely one for the, you know, one for the best. You know what I mean? This one really helped me out, helped me become the man I am today. But I remember walking off the mat and just not understanding what had happened. You know, I, I had, mm-hmm. and I, trying to wrap my, trying to wrap your head around the fact that, you know, you cannot do anything about what just happened in that seven minute match. You know, I'm trying to wrap your head as like what? I was like 20 years old, like 19 years old. As a 19 year old kid, trying to wrap your head around the idea that you cannot do anything about what had happened in that seven minute match for another mm-hmm. 65 days. You know, I remember calling my, my parents or seeing my parents in the tunnel there, or just my dad, and I was like, man, can I? I didn't I, emotionally, I was like, can you just help me, man? Like, just help me. I don't know what to think of, I don't know what to do. I should have won that match, blah, 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 all this other stuff. You know, my pop just looks at me and goes, you know, you can't leave it up to anybody else. You know, I mean, you can't you can't put yourself in that situation. And he said, mm-hmm. one of the biggest things he said that kind of, like, you know, just set me on set me on a you know war path was just, he's like, you know, you got to make sure that, you know, that, that never happens again. You know, so think about what, how you feel right now and use that. Think about how you're feeling right now and do not forget this moment. Do not forget this moment. And the emotions that you're feeling right now, and I remember, you know, me think, me trying to wrap my head around the idea that I can't fix what I just messed up for another 365 days. Man, that motivated the crap. Remember, you know, whether it was lifting or wrestling or sprints or any any type of work you need to do. I just thought about how I felt. I promised myself I'd never let that happen again. You know, that's when that's when I really took off. You know, that year, that summer, mm-hmm. I, I I think the biggest I ever been. I grinded all, all summer lifting wise, and you know, I remember just putting on a lot of power. We got we like solidified our lifting coach at the time, and you know, really, um, you know, focused on that aspect of Tom and Eric, and um, you know, we we really got the gears going, and you know, everything kind of kept uh, started to come together, and. Um, and at that point, I had all the fuel, and all Coach Pat needed to do was, you know, get me to believe in me, you know, the way he had believed in me since I was, you know, a 17-year-old boy coming to Lehigh as a freshman, you know. And, you know, we spent a, basically a full year getting ready mentally for, you know, the NCAA tournament. And, you know, year <clears throat> year three comes around my senior year, and um, at first, um, you know, I'm looking to – being all American, right? Draws come and and you know we had that big duel me against um, who was it? Uh, Virginia Tech, right? That was the one of our yeah. last. That was one of our last duel mates before NCAA's. And I remember Joey Dance was number two in the country, and I was maybe number six, number seven. Mainly lost was uh, I lost to Soriano in the duel meet, and they lost to Lezak at Scuffle. And last duel meet of the season, I wrestled number two in the country, Joey Dance. And I remember um, beating him there. And at that point, I was like, man, I'm ready to be a national champ. And, mm-hmm. and you, know, the, you know, the rest of history. And I just remember at that moment, I was like, man, if that kid was the number two ranked kid in the country and I just, you know, I beat him and, you know, he wasn't really close to scoring on me, then I'm ready to go, man. I, I'm ready to do this. And I think at that point, I believed, you know, that I could, I could really make it happen. And, it's crazy how that's half the battle, man. Just believing in yourself, believing that you, know, you can do it. 
Yeah, so, you know, NCAAs that year, your junior year, you know, like you said, you you lost to Suriano in the duel in December. You lost to Lezak and I think Zeke, right, at the scuffle? Yes, I had lost to both those guys. Um, you know, and then after that, you rattled off, like, I mean, you didn't lose again. No, I had So, you get to, well, you get to NCAAs, and I, I distinctly remember I'm in my truck driving to St. Louis that Wednesday, and the news comes out, you know, Suriano broke his ankle, right, which everybody knew. <clears throat> everybody so, he, he goes to Big Tens, defaults out, he gets the two or the three seed or whatever. He gets the three seed, I think. And you're the four, right? So you're up top with Gilman, who that year, um, you know, had pretty much dominated everybody. Sure. So, Suriano pulls out. It becomes widely known that they're pulling out and they're not going to redraw the bracket. So I distinctly remember all of the commotion around that. Everybody, some people went nuts, depending on who you were rooting for. Some people liked it. Some people didn't, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, fast forward to Friday night, walking on the mat against Gilman, the guy that was like a Hodge front runner, oh was God. undefeated at the time. You know, just talk about the lead up to that match and then the match itself, man. I mean, it's a match that I feel like I completely lost my mind. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know, I think it's one of those matches that's been that's been replayed so much. Oh, my uh, just talk about, again, like I said, the lead up to that match and then the match itself. Um, <clears throat> yeah, man. So, like you said, the news broke that, you know, Gilman, or, um, Soriano wasn't going to wrestle, and we all, in the wrestling, you know, in, in, in the college wrestling world, the wrestlers and the coaches, we all knew Soriano was not going to wrestle NCAAs. You know, we all knew it. We all knew that, you know. 100%. You know, and, but, you know, they Penn State was doing their best at, you know, um, trying to, trying to get him involved, you know, and, but we all knew it was pretty bad, and, um, you know, he could barely walk, he could barely walk, and. So when the draw came, that I was, yeah. I, I, had just, I had just beaten Dance, who ended up still getting the two seed. So either way, mm-hmm. you know, Coach Pat, yeah. like, man, how, how are we gonna argue this? And I remember we had, we had a team meeting with the coaches and I. And they were like, man, like, what are we gonna do? And I and I remember I said I said the same thing, like, man, what are we gonna do? Are we gonna argue? And I was like, Coach Pat, how can you let you know? How can I? What the heck? <laughs> you know what I mean? I had just beaten the number two seed. How am I on the yeah. same, <laughs> same size going? So it was probably like maybe like 20 minutes in the conversation. And Pat was like, I don't think they're going to change it. And I said, all right, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. You know, um, after we calmed down and I was like, I, I got to beat everybody to be a national champ anyway. And at that point, that was, there was nothing mm-hmm. you know, kind of stopping me from, from that path. And, um, you know, at that point, it's crazy that I made my mind up that I'm, I was going to be everybody in my path. Um, and it started off with, I had, I, I think, a two-time All-American in Dylan Peters, first round, who was kind of having a tough season. Yeah. I remember being so nervous. I'm like, damn, I got to wrestle a two-time All-American first round just because he, you know, he, he was kind of injured and had, had a tough season. That's probably one of the, you know, crappiest draws. But I go out there and I, and I pin him in a roll. Yeah. Through, I pin him in a roll through tilt and, um. You know, that was just the tone of the whole tournament. Then go out and wrestle um, Shakur Laney, I think from Ohio, who's very tough as well. one nothing. That was the closest match. Yep. And then um, wrestle Sean Fawes in the quarters. Um, and, you know, I was excited about that match. Yep. You know, that kind of took the weight off of being, you know, getting on the podium. You know, so then leading up to the the night yep. the time with um, Gilman, you know, everyone texts me good luck, all this stuff. And. You know, I kind of had to put my phone down because, you know, it's getting crazy. And, you know, we've been training for this, you know, moment kind of, you know, all season, you know, Coach Pat just reassured me I'm ready to go. And, you know, we're, we're in the, in the tunnel and, um, you know, Darius Little at the time was just, you know, keeping me calm and, you know, make, make poking jokes and stuff like that, keeping me light. Um, so we are walking out and mm-hmm. I'm, the arena is, is, uh, is packed, obviously. It's semi, you got the two mats out there, blood rounds on the outside. And remember the TV break um, cuts off, and they're doing this whole light show and all this stuff. And I sit on the bench, and I go to Coach Pat, and I'm like, "He's like, how you feel? You ready to have fun?" And I'm like, "Yeah, Coach Pat, I, you know, um, you know." I told him I was like, "I've been here before, been here before, been in my, been here in my head, you know, a million mm-hmm. times." 
Coach Pat just like or Coach Pat just goes, you know, let it rip, have fun. You know, you know what he you know what he likes to do, you know what you like to do and, and let it fly. And so the match starts off and I am so nervous. I'm so nervous. I shake his hand. He's <laughs> dripping wet. He is dripping wet like a heavyweight. Um and I'm like, crap. And he's so <laughs> powerful and he's moving around. And I'm like, the whole first period was just uh, you know, cat and mouse and we're we're you know, I'm dancing around. He's, you know, we're shooting back and forth. He gets in the leg. I stuff him. I shoot on the leg. You know, he stuffs me. And, you know, nothing really happens first period. Second period, I go down. And at this point in my head, I'm still so nervous. I'm not really wrestling. You know, I'm out there, but I'm not out there. Mm-hmm. I'm laying on the mat, you know, not doing anything. Finally, you know, they call the locked hands. Nothing crazy. Um, wasn't really locked hands, but, you know, it was questionable. So there's a stoppage in, in match. They're looking at it. They're checking it out on tape. I remember walking back to the, the corner, and I go, you know Coach Pat? I go, Coach Pat to Darius. I'm like, hey, Coach Pat, like, he's not as strong as I thought he was. You know, you have, you're wrestling this monster. He's been dominant all year. I remember saying that, and Coach Pat's like, yeah, yeah, he's not. You know, like, you know, Coach Pat was just trying to get me to, you know, he's trying to get me there mentally. You know what I'm saying? He's like, yeah, he's just strong. Go out and go, go mm-hmm. wrestle your match. Go wrestle your match. And, you know, even if you go, go back and watch the match, you can tell after the stoppage, I'm a different wrestler. I get back on the bottom. I almost get out. I almost get a reversal. I saw him call gets hit. You know, he's hanging on. You know, I don't get the one point. But, um, you know, I, it, mentally, I was, I was at that point, I made my mind up. You know, I remember lining up on, in referees, and I said, I'm going to go. If I want to win this match, I cannot leave it up to him. I have to go get it. And, you know, right. the rest is history. You know, I then... Third period comes around, he picks neutral, which shocked me. You know what I mean? I, you know, you, you, you wrestled with me on my team, on the team a bunch of times, and you know, for anybody no, to end by my mat wrestling is almost hilarious because I was never that great. <laughs> yeah, I was never that great. Obviously, being an undersized guy as well, um, but you know, I put a lot of time and you know, getting better on the mat there, and you know, I did some things, pinned some guys in some tilts, and you know. Piccinini actually tilted him up the match before, so he was kind of he was kind of yeah. weary about that. So he picked neutral, and as sweaty as he was, you know, I don't know if I could could have held him down, but whatever. He picks neutral, and we're battling. I'm battling for his takedown. So we go out. It was maybe like 11 seconds, or I think it was 19 seconds left. It was on the clock, and I he actually I actually got hit for stalling because you know I kind of just walked out of bounds to get a fresh start, and you know with nine that they called stalling, and I look at Coach Pad and. Like walking slowly back, I remember in slow motion, he was just like, "You gotta, you gotta go, you gotta get to his legs." Whistle blows, and you know we get into this scramble, and he's trying to just maintain, you know, the center. You know, he snaps my hands. I drop my hands with this snap, snag up an ankle, and you know he's kind of shocked. I I come up between the legs. He looks over at the clock. I snag up both legs. The ref yells two. I remember the place blowing up, and then all of a sudden I remember hearing the ref going one. Too, because at that that time, I think that's one of the first times they started the um, the stalling rule, right? Where they where they they're yep. in five and then banging you for stalling. And you know, in my head, I'm like, oh man, I have that one stalling call against me. That happened like you know, literally 19 seconds ago. So I let go and try to kind of pull him in to jump on top of him, and he gets out. And I look at the clock, and there's like one second left. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if I would have just held on, there was enough time. <laughs> and like, all this is happening at the same time. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, crap, did I just blow this match? And as, and we're obviously by, you know, by the head table, kind of by, closer to Coach Pat in my corner. And before I can even think or say anything, Coach Pat is halfway in the match. He's like, get on the line. You know, you know, kind of just kickstarting yeah. that overdrive. You know what I mean? He's like, he gave me yeah. no time to think. He's like, go, go, go. And if you look at my face, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, motionless because I'm like, I'm. You can tell I'm trying to process, and I, and you know, Coach Pat's not letting me. You know, he's trying to keep me in the zone. There. And I get back on the line, and um, we get in this big scramble, and I kind of do this. He kind of takes a shot, and he's in. And I'm wizarding the arm, and the uh, wizarding his arm that's on my leg, and I look down, and I realize, you know, everything's like he's real sweaty, so he's obviously not locking his hands, and he, you know, he's just, you know, just posting, kind of driving into me. And I'm like, man, his hands aren't locked. And I did this kind of helicopter that, you know, Hamlin was like, so good at. I watched oh, it yeah. times, you know. And I, I just let it fly, and, you know, I jumped one way. He jumped to chase, and um, I just kept wrestling, you know what I mean? And 
Um, I beat him around the corner, got the two points, and just lost my mind. I remember it was so loud. I'm yelling, you know, <laughs> yelling this, that, and the other, my, you know, screaming. And I remember I couldn't even hear myself yell. That's how loud it was. And, you know, that was that was an awesome moment. And, you know, Coach Pat, you know, is, is a gentleman, but, you know, he lost his mind that match. And that those are the moments that you, you know, appreciate and you love to see just because you see somebody that is so um, humble and so, um, you know, um, great at, you know, being who he is jump out of character you know what i mean that's that's pure emotion you know you see me you see um mm-hmm. Coach Pat jumping off the mat um you know J- jack foley even going crazy and you know darius you know always being a nut yeah and, you know seeing people just react with raw emotion i remember watching that clip a little bit later and you know it's still it's i still love it just because the emotion was unreal you know what i mean and just seeing somebody act almost so out of character it's unbelievable with joy um and then after that man you know everyone super excited i was super excited and um nothing was stopping me i had lost to um earlier people forget that earlier that year i'd lost to uh 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 Lizak. like you like mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier i'd lost to him um but nothing was stopping me i didn't i didn't care that i lost to him i was so ready to win that tournament and you know um and and it, and you know the rest of history rest goes to show that I wrestled my my position, my match, and um, got it done. And you know, that that after that one, I mean, a lot of people ask me which one I like better. You know, the finals or the semis. And, you know, I tell them the same match every time. I said the semis was so unbelievable, un- unbelievably exciting. I was so excited after that match, mm-hmm. but after the finals, I was relieved and um, just emotionally, you know, happy. At that point, like mm-hmm. that one, I didn't really rage or jump around. I just, you know, kind of put my hands in my face and it was just like, you know, we did it. And, you know, I say we because, you know, and I, and this is like one of my favorite moments. And I, and actually, our media lady sent me a clip of this the other day. I was, I was to send it over. Um, was me running back into the tunnel and our whole team was standing there, you know, ready to, you know, catch me as I come, came back from, you know, the national finals. And, you know, I remember no one else's team was like that. And I remember jumping back and just raging and then, you know, jumping, you know, jumping to their arms. And, you know, it, and I say we did it because <clears throat> there's so many people involved in that, in that success. Um, you know, like I said, you were there when, when I was terrible on, on, on the mat. You know what I mean? You, you know, you were there to help <laughs> freshmen. Now you've seen the, the, the lowest lows and, you know, just for everybody to see the highest high was unbelievable. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, just – both the semis and finals, you know, obviously I was in the stands. That was my first year out of school. The semis was hilarious because you, you know, you take them down on overtime. Yeah. And I literally, that round, that win, I actually built a friendship out of it because where I was sitting, like remember where everybody's families were in oh, the yeah. lower bowl? Oh, yeah. So I was like, my seat was right at the foot of that, right where it bled into Nebraska fans. Oh, and yeah. Just so ha- <laughs> and I was sitting next to – Aaron Griega is his name. He's a buddy of mine now. It was one of Mon- Eric Montoya's like childhood best friends, right? And it was just kind of like that's just the seat I found. And that's where I sit. Yeah, 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 yeah. My and you take Gilman, you take Gilman down, and I don't have another Lehigh person beside me, right? <laughs> you take him down. I'm literally I hugged the first person I could find, <laughs> and this dude's like we're just going nuts, you know, because the whole crowd's going crazy. Oh, right? yeah. So just- we're hugging each other. I'm like we don't even know each other. Um. And then the finals were like a similar kind of thing. So then I sat b- beside him for the finals. I'm like, we got to do this again, man. <laughs> I was like, we can't break tradition now. He's like, no, he's like, no shot. This is you. <laughs> so no, man, it was funny. And then like, I remember uh, Hughes and Price were sitting down like in the athlete section in front of where I was at. And I remember, like, the last 10 seconds or whatever that match against Lezak, they just go dead sprinting back to get to the oh, tunnel. Um, it was cool, man. So, you know, your your senior year, you get your third All-American. Obviously, you were, you know, dealing with – you know, you're banged up at the national tournament, you know, something not a lot, not a lot of people know. And then you immediately make the transition from, from that to training at, at Lehigh, you know, to make World Olympic teams. So, you know, just talk a little bit about what that transition's been like. And, you know, you got named on the Pan Am team this year. 
Um, so what the Olympic journey has been like, man, what your thoughts are and being on the Pan Am team and um, just looking forward to the trials. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been big. Um, like you said, that, that last season kind of left a bitter taste. Um, you know, I, it didn't end up how I wanted. And that was all on me. You know, I, I had, um, like you said, dealing with some injuries and stuff like that. And I, I wasn't having fun, believe it or not, which is crazy to say. Um, but you know, stuff happens. And so I, I get to re- compete freestyle, which, you know, I, I haven't been a great, a really big freestyle person. So it was, it was cool to learn again, um, you know, learn from the best guys and, you know, coach Buxton is, you know, one of the greatest, you know, minds for freestyle mm-hmm. wrestling. You know, everybody knows who coach Buxton is. So it's, it's, it's an awesome privilege. And he throws me right into the, you know, the heat of the fire. You know, I'm going to camp, you know, with no experience, pretty much getting my tail whooped, wrestling Thomas Gilman, you know, Every other practice, you know, I go from wrestling this guy one time, or you know, in the big one of the on one of the biggest stages to wrestling in practice, you know, t- twice a week. So um, it gets, you know, it gets pretty, um, <laughs> yeah, right. It gets pretty intense right away, and um, you know, but just being around the the highest level of guys, and you know, that year Gilman ended up going on to be second in the world, you know, the year that I beat him. So you know, so yep. it's awesome being around and kind of being reassured that, you know, you're ready to rock and roll and transition has been great. You know, I'm, I'm constantly making improvements. Um, you know, first year, you know, I didn't really do much and, um, I don't know if I was ready to, and then, you know, the next year after that, I made the national team. And then this year, you know, I'm ready to, you know, make the living team and you know, mm-hmm. bring some, some hardware back to Lehigh Valley and, you know, back for the United States. And, um, you know, I'm just making these jumps, you know, you know, journey by journey, or, um, step by step by step. And, um, it gets so frustrating, you know, at this point because the jumps aren't going to be that big. You know, we we strive. Um, literally, you know, we bust our butts. This is, like this is my you know my you know my job. This is my occupation right now. And um, of course, I'm having fun with it. Yeah, you professional know, athlete. Yeah, right. Of course, I'm having fun with it, but it, it it's it's tough seeing um a lot of work with you know an inch or a centimeter. Relatively, relatively, to the mm-hmm. to the end goal. You know what I mean. So it's um it's taxing, of course, but you know that that's what we do. You know that that's you know I'm learning from the best, and you know I'm talking to the best, and I you know, I, you know I'm picking um picking you know information from the best. You know Jordan Burroughs, you know um, Snyder, Dake, um, Taylor. You know all all the guys that have been there, done that. You know Jane Cox, and um you know I'm I'm good friends with those guys. You know on a personal level now and. Um, you know, constantly just learning from the people that have done that. Um, but like, like I said, the jumps aren't, you know, major, they're very, very minor. And I'm, ex- I'm excited to, you know, continue to jump. And, um, you know, because I had made national team, made that, you know, slight jump, they, and they, because I have, you know, put in the time, they've seen me at all the camps grinding and, you know, battling with the best of the guys. And, um, you know, they've seen my, my, my growth. You know, it's it's an honor. It you know, it's it's bigger than what a lot of people see. It's an honor to represent the United States every chance you get. You know, what I mean, it's an unbelievable honor. So for them to be like, you know what, Darian, you know, they're calling my number and, it's, and you're ready to, and they know, you know, not only are they calling my number, but they're they know that I'm ready to rock and roll. You know, I'm always ready to rock and roll. So, um, they they're calling me up and I'm ready to show out for the United States and I'm excited. Um, we were talking about it actually the last camp we were out there and. You know, I was in, I was hoping I I would be able to represent the United States for the Pan Am Championships at least, um, because it is just a ranking tournament. Um, you know, I understand for the Pan Am Games they want the one or two guy, um, you know, not the not the guy that's you know third string, quote unquote. But um, but I got the opportunity. <laughs> I got the opportunity to you know you know show what I can and show what I can do, and I'm excited. You know, this is my first real opportunity. I'm wrestling plenty of you know for uh, overseas tournaments. Um, but this is my first, you know, true test and I'm excited. I'm excited. That's awesome, man. Well, Hey brother. Um, I appreciate you so much. I appreciate the time, man. Um, obviously wishing nothing but the best of luck, you know, hopefully always rooting for you to give me another chance to lose my mind and say yeah. that, you know, that's the guy that used to beat me up every day. So, um, <laughs> no, nah, man. Uh, unless you got anything else for us, well, I'll, uh, I'll let you get out of here, but, you know, good luck the rest of the way. Obviously you got a little bit of coaching stuff going on now, um, mm-hmm. with the situation out of Lehigh and everything. So obviously 
the alma mater. So, you know, good luck to you guys. I'll, I'll see you guys in Minneapolis. And um, not unless you got anything else for us, man. I appreciate you, and thanks for coming on. Yes, sir, Mason. Appreciate everything, brother. Um, you know, you already you already said enough, dog. I mean, you know, you've been one of my, my one of my best friends from day one, and you know, just the impact that you've had, and you know. It, love doing this kind of stuff so i appreciate you you know and i'll definitely give you you know more stuff to you know lose your mind about and you know you get journey just <laughs> i appreciate it man looking forward to it be good brother i'll uh i'll talk to you talk to you soon yes sir later bro